question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair. Hey there, this is Vic Cohen on Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question, and it's always a fair question here. And boy, do I have a lot of questions for our guest tonight. This guy, he's a friend. And he's he's from Chicago. It's amazing he's alive, actually. We're, we're acquaintances. Oh, okay. Thanks. That I'm happy you cleared that up right away. Well, his name is Jeff Levine. He's a criminal defense attorney. He lives in the city of Chicago, one of the most dangerous cities, not not in the United States, in the world. It's not a dangerous city. It's very it's a lovely city. A well, it might be lovely people. where you rich people live, but where everyone's being shot doesn't sound so lovely. I'm not that rich. <laughs> Well, criminal defense. But thank you for yeah. thinking that, and well, I did pick up dinner tonight. Yeah, th- you, oh, thank you. And you're welcome. Uh, but I'm still going to be just as tough on you as far as, you know, the questioning goes. You know, because it's important. I, I'm tr- I'm confused by what's going on in Chicago. And well, you're confused generally. I am. But yes. But we're going to focus on Chicago for tonight. I'm here to help. Thank you. Now, as a criminal defense attorney, do you, uh, I would imagine that you work a lot with the police as far as you are defending criminals? Well, I work I work against the police, but yes, I work. The police are in my sphere of people I work with. And what kind of crimes are, are your uh, clients allegedly committing? Well, they're uh, largely drug offenses, um, uh, uh, federal crimes, uh, traffic issues, um, DUIs, okay. general criminal stuff, uh, whatever's charged federally. Okay. So it's mostly federal crimes. Well, I you do a get, lot of federal. I do some state. I do do, you, do, you, do you get involved in shooting uh, charges, uh, attempted murder, that kind of thing? I usually uh, shy away from the violent crimes that are in state classes. Those are those are high level state crimes. I don't usually do those, but I but I am involved in uh, federal crimes such as guns, numerous gun conspiracies, things like that. Okay. Now I'm going to run some numbers by you, and I want you to explain to me what is going on in your city. Okay, I'm going to say your city because I moved from Chicago and I never really lived in the actual city. I moved in 91. So it's been 25 years. You were in Evanston. Uh, Glenview. Yeah, okay, okay. That's <laughs> Between January 1st of 2015 and October 6th, someone has been shot every 2.84 hours. Does that surprise you? Um, I, again, it's statistics in... It, uh, it's the t- there's a lot of people in Chicago. It doesn't there's, say, there's a lot of people in, in a lot of cities, and a lot of people get shot a lot all over the United States. Right. But in then, your major cities, um, um, people get shot quite often uh, where there's poor people generally. Well, okay, we're going to get to that in a minute. I want to give you another statistic. This one just blew me away, okay? When looking at neighborhood murder rates... In 2014, and comparing those murder rates in certain neighborhoods to actual foreign countries, okay? West Garfield Park, is that kind of on the south side? No, that's straight west. Um, my studio's out there. You're, you have an art studio. Mm-hmm. You're an artist. Okay. Mm-hmm. West Gar- well, I hope you've got bulletproof windows. Uh, but West Garfield Park has a population of 18,000 people, and they have 116.7 Murders per capita. It's a bad neighborhood. 116.7. Again. The, the entire country of Honduras, 90.4. Different country. <laughs> okay, but what, what's going on in Chicago? 
what's going on in Chicago is what's going on in all areas of uh, the uh, United States and very generally poor neighborhoods, generally poor minority neighborhoods. There's no jobs. There's no, there's no opportunity. There are uh, drugs and uh, weapons are available to anyone with a couple hundred bucks as they are to anyone in the, in the country. But poverty is common across the United States. It's not that Chicago owns that. What is going on specifically in Chicago with to create such high crime, and particularly guns, gun gun violence? Uh, you have you have um, a breakdown of society, is what you have. You have a complete breakdown of society in these areas. There's no uh, the, the 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 individuals who have. Uh, interest in working, who have interest in hustling and making money. They look and they find the only job they can get is on the street that's selling drugs. They get caught. They get sent to prison forever. There's no one raising children. Uh, you, you have a, um, a lot of drug addicts, a lot of drugs being sold, a lot of drugs being taken. So would you say that uh, these particular neighborhoods are just more rife with hopelessness and uh, than other parts of the country, it just so happens they're all I in think, I think Chicago. If, um, if there was opportunity there, that, that uh, the residents would choose the opportunity, but there's no opportunity there. I mean, once, say you get, you get your first felony conviction, who's going to hire you? You come out, even if you get caught selling some drugs on the street as a, as a kid, you get a felony conviction, no one's going to hire you. You can't get a job at a, at a fast food place that pays minimum wage that you can't afford to live at. Right. When and you I, have children, two or three at this point, I mean, it, it's... But what it, is it about cycle. Chicago, though? You know, I mean, because what you're describing... I think you're trying to, to specify that Chicago is different than other large metropolitan areas in, in the United States. We have similar, uh, exactly the same. Problem. Well, they've just been crowned, you know, the most gun-violent city in the country. So that's why I'm specifically, you know, focusing on it. Of Is there, you know, is, it's obvious it, is there's nothing of, in the water. A lot of different areas have a lot of gun violence, like Philadelphia. I mean, uh, uh, there's a lot of ridiculous gun violence which is worse than many countries, every weekend. I mean, it makes the news when a large amount of suburban kids are shot or school children are shot. But uh, if you look at the numbers, the numbers are that, that these kids are being shot, minority kids are being shot you know, by each other, by the police, by who's ever on the street, in, in, in the same numbers every weekend, every week. So and you're trying to, I think what you're trying to do, you're trying to say Chicago's worse than anyone else. I just, you know, just because we're ahead this week doesn't mean we're, uh, any better or, or, or worse than any other cities. Don't you, it sounds like you might be minimizing, or are you suggesting that I'm perhaps... I think you're, you're targeting I, in on a, on, a, on a specific... You say, well, Chicago's the worst this... Chicago won, it's the worst this week. But but, but it's, it's not this week. I mean, but, it's... It's bad all over the country. I mean, if you look at the numbers all over the country, I'm sure, and I don't have statistics, statistics in front of me, but I'm sure these numbers would be corresponding across the country. See, I think... Do you have crime here in L.A.? I was just in some bad neighborhoods today. Yeah, there's crime everywhere, like you said. Shootings here? Um, yes, but we... There's no police on the street here. That's well, I, I do see some police. <laughs> They're not stupid. That's different than Chicago. <laughs> well, because we, you trust right. everyone here. Well, you, you have to admit, I mean, there's something going on in Chicago that would make these numbers higher, right? Um, I actually uh, have, in, uh, I'm in, I have involvement in, 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 in shooting. I mean, uh, uh, from the top of the government down, Justice Department, from uh, the president. Chicagoan doesn't like his city being, the city he's come from, being shot up all the time. 
And he gives pressure on the mayor, which he also knows for many years. And he's a very, you know, in certain respects, he's very competent in what the mayor does. Rahm Emanuel. Yes. He's a very competent mayor. He's a very competent um, um, executive. Uh, he was chief of staff of the, uh, uh, of the White House. Um, none of these people want it, and they put pressure on the people below them, which is the uh, prosecutors in Chicago and the police in Chicago and the, all the agents in Chicago to stop it. And what you have is you have shootings now that have evolved from drug territory crimes because we would have we would arrest the people with drug territory and people would come in and fight for the new territory and that was a large part of the, the wars because we kept arresting people and stopping the demand for drugs right. so when you stop the demand you when you stop the supply you create more demand and people fight for the territory and that was a lot of shootings now people are shooting each other all over the city because they don't like each other and because they go on YouTube and show pictures of them jumping around their neighborhood and challenging them it's a, it's a sport now. It's a, it's it's what's what people do on the weekend when it's hot, killing each other. Yes. Their kids, they have no supervision. They go out, they buy, they have drug money. They go out, they buy guns. They shoot each other. Do you think this is? It's horrible. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What you're describing sounds disgusting, and I never have heard it described as a sport. Why else would they be shooting each other if they're not doing it to advance a? financial situation, what else would it be? So do you believe that this is foreshadowing uh, for all the major cities in this country, that what's happening in Chicago could be something we're going to see more of? In I think it's case? happening everywhere right now. It has been for 20 years. I think th this kind of shooting, this kind of, um, uh, I mean, you see incidents in Texas where everyone starts shooting. You see, you know, there's just a lot of people... Uh, uh, why is Chicago, though, always in the news of late? And I know we're going to get to a shooting, but... Chicago's in the news because it, uh, it seems to make better numbers. And we're a very... We're, it's like we're a sports-oriented society. Who go, who do, who's, so do, who's winning the game You actually... Year? So you're telling me that you think that news outlets like Fox or CNN or all the large it's ones are... It's an easy tag. It's an easy tag. Chicago's most dangerous. But, I mean, I've lived in Chicago for many, many years, and I've always found it to be completely safe everywhere I go. You don't walk around these neighborhoods, you know, where they're shooting each other. Well, no. Well, the police right. don't walk around those neighborhoods. They're dangerous. Yeah. They're really, the police don't go there. I mean, it's, it's, they're just dangerous neighborhoods and, and, and uh, you know. See, here's, here's my solution, part of the solution. Here's what frustrates me is that the reason I believe so many people are getting murdered in these particular neighborhoods is, as you had said, you know, there's, there's a lot of hopelessness. There's not a lot of education, and um, people people don't. It's it's coming from that place. But once this violence were to start hitting uh, the north side, uh, you know, like Wrigleyville, uh, the Gold Coast, the nice part of Michigan Avenue, I think this thing would be taken care of very quickly. Well, and I think that I think it is racial, and that I think that a lot of the white leaders are like, hey, you know, it's not in my neighborhood. Well, and once uh, it is in their neighborhood, it suddenly becomes a problem. One, I can't believe you would think that the uh, officials, I mean, they lose billions of dollars a year on hotel bookings internationally. 
because people think because it keeps making the news and and the most thing and 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 when you book a hotel or you know uh, and, and go to those restaurants they get their 18% or 40% tax whatever they're getting for tourists this week they would be they would kill literally to stop these shootings they could they would that, that's the most important thing there's it's the thing they've been trying to do for years and i think the the, the the opinion that if they're going on, their officials are ignoring them is completely wrong and completely based. I think that it would be, I think that if it touched them more personally in their own lives, they might understand Rom's, the Rom's problem. son was robbed, uh, you know, on the street. So, I mean, it does, I, wow. and you talk about these, these nice neighborhoods. You go up to Kenilworth, you go up to Lake Forest, you go up. up Those to, are suburbs. You go up north side. A lot of people own guns up there. And, you know, they're stable neighborhoods and, and no one's well, shooting each blaming, other. I'm no not, one's shooting each other. I haven't said other. anything about guns being Well, I'm home. just, I'm just, I think that's where we're going with this. Well, I, I don't know if it's about guns. I okay. think it's more about hopelessness. You know, the guns are just guns. It's I, I don't what know people are doing with them. Why, why, um, Here's you, you stopped mental health, you know, funding for mental health and you stopped funding for like taking care of kids when the mothers are working and you've you've attacked the 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 lower middle class with you know taking their cars away when they're when they're arrested for a minor violation and you, you you've ticketed them i mean the, the, at some point the, the hope is gone you can't compete so if jeff levine were to be mayor of chicago what would you be doing to help this, what would be your sum, your solution? How would I approach this? Yeah. One, I would um, I would have officers, dedicated officers, walking the blocks in those neighborhoods. Dedicated officers who who the who the populace knew and could talk to and and was walking the neighborhoods, not riding around in a car at eighty, walking the neighborhoods for each specific and target those specific neighborhoods. They're not is, doing that. When you say no, there are no. no police there, you would literally mean there are no police well, there. Well, they police will drive through at 40 or respond to a call, but... I've heard ambulances won't even go in. I couldn't get a pizza delivered on, by my studio. They wouldn't come. <laughs> I had to walk outside to get it. Hmm. So it's a, it's a... I mean, it's always been a rough neighborhood. My dad had a store there for years. And so you're suggesting uh, you're one of your first things as mayor would be to have foot patrol in these... No, I'd have, I, would have, I, would, I would have dedicated officers... That were in the area for each specific block in those neighborhoods, especially like you said, West Garfield Park, where there's where there's, you know, the the highest shootings. I would I would take control back, you know, and uh, um, I would also the second thing I would do I would stop arresting minorities, you know, youngsters for small marijuana offenses and drug offenses and putting them in jail for that. That's nuts. That's crazy. Are you defending a lot of these guys? I defend a lot of them all the time, and I see them, and 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 uh, uh, um, they've been they've been attacking drugs in the same way for twenty five years, and hasn't changed a thing. It's destroyed lives, destroyed grief. You know, I mean, Victor, I don't know if you were seventeen and you were arrested in your you know where you were growing up, and uh, they offered you a felony or jail. What would you do? You'd have a felony conviction at seventeen before you went to college. For possession of marijuana. For any felony, it doesn't matter. The point is you have a felony. Now you have to disclose that to the United School you went to 
in any jobs. All right, or, or else they find it out. I mean, th- how does that start you off at 17? It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Now you're going to go downhill from there. What are you going to do to make money? You know? So right but some, of that, TV? some of that's federal. <laughs> some of that's federal. Uh, those are federal laws. Federal and state. State laws are very, you know. Why don't you tell me, tell all of us an example of a case you've represented where a minority was, in your opinion, mistreated by the laws, particularly a drug law. I, I, Do you have one in mind? I a general actually, one? actually, I have an amalgam, which pretty much covers everything. I have the, the drug addict or reformed drug addict who, um, who um, takes, stays home, stays, takes care of the kids, um, may have had a difficult childhood, may not, may have had a good childhood, gets into drugs, drinks a little, smokes a little, you know, and um, gets a call from a relative who wants them and says, you want to make some money? I said, no, I don't want to make some money. Okay, well, call them four times. You want to, you want to get back involved in this? You can make some money, some 500 bucks. You can make, five, all right, you know, I, can, I can use the 500 bucks. Um, the 500 bucks is actually a, a confidential informant working for the DEA who's setting him up to enter into a conspiracy, holds him responsible for all the drugs in the conspiracy. If he doesn't cooperate, it's a 10-year mandatory minimum for certain amounts, which you do eight and... Eight and uh, I'm sorry. I usually... 85% of, I'm sorry, of that time. Uh, you, 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 Say you, that again, so we're clear. You, you, you end up... You do eight and a half years. If you were to years, cooperate. mandatory minimum. Well, no, if you don't. I mean, if they don't if think you, don't you cooperate, cooperate, sometimes they don't, you know, they're not... The point is, if you don't have background, if it wasn't violent, there's certain things to get into that certain range. But you end up with marginalized individuals, some with drug problems, some with mental health issues, who did not set out to to do these things or, or had a mental episode or something. We've had those people before. make mistakes, especially young people. Their brains aren't developed. That's true biologically. So until about, but anyways, people make mistakes. And no, they, but they're early they mid twenties. Sometimes you have a a minor drug dealer who's been selling drugs on the street for four or five, you know, arrests, felony background, and now he gets involved in a conspiracy. They, they, I'm sorry, they uh, indict the conspiracy with all his other drug cohorts, and now they hold him responsible for the full amount of the conspiracy drugs, which is 40 kilos or whatever they've sold over the eight months they're in operation. So, you're, so you're, he's charged in an unfair way for a small part. Well, the government doesn't think it's unfair. I mean, they, they, they think that's... See, now some people would say that, uh, you know, I, I mean, like, I'll take me, for example. I mean, I, I mean, this isn't a great example, but I would, if someone offered me to sell drugs, I'd say no. Right. But you actually, yeah, I mean, you had the radio show. <laughs> you know when I, mean? I was a kid, I'm saying I, I didn't. No, you, you know, know, he had you had opportunities as a kid. I mean, you weren't on the street hungry and running around looking to get high. You know, I mean, we come from a different, uh, different and a lot of people would. But. A lot of people wouldn't. And the way we're dealing with this, the way we're dealing with it in our prosecution of punishment and retribution. What's the most unfair uh, prosecution you've ever seen with a client? Um, I mean, is there a prototype of a model of this is exactly what's wrong? I I mean, there's specifics that I'd love to discuss with you, but not on the radio. Um, The most unfair, what, what you have is a... I don't know if other people understand this. You have a, a, a system out where you have due process. And due process is not good process. And they will 
bend and move things in order to make sure the guy's convicted. So you don't have a very clean shot at going forward against the government because all you get is due process. Does that make sense? You're saying due process is not very fair. No, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's not fair. It's due. I mean, everyone gets it, but it's a process, and that's fair that everyone gets it and they get an appeal. But the process itself isn't fair. It's like making sausage. I mean, you don't want to watch that shit. You know, mm-hmm. it's that. It's not like TV. Have you, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Right. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's um, it's constantly it's very frustrating. Is there a case that's broken your heart? Yeah. That, yeah give fuck, give me an yeah. example of something with that. Yeah, I without eighteen year old kids. I go to trial on, uh, I'll get involved in a conspiracy because they've got no place to you know, stay in. And they end, end up... Well, uh, let's just stop right there. You, 20, got, you yeah. got into a... Con- what does that mean? You got into a conspiracy. He was running errands for people in his neighborhood. And he got involved in a drug conspiracy. And, and okay. was sentenced. And uh, even though you couldn't charge conspiracy at the time, they arrested him on his 18th birthday because it was before his, the time he didn't you know. So anyways, um, um, they ended up sentencing him for the conspiracy drugs and he did under the sentencing guidelines he did 20 years 18 and a half 19 years under the sentencing guidelines they're no longer mandatory but they're still in effect and when you say running like what kind of what was his true involvement in that crime um he would pick up champagne for them he would drop off portions of unsold drugs at the end of the day he would they were all tapes the the evidence against him was tapes so he's taking direction from the leader and the one part, one thing that broke my heart was he said they said go get some Dom Perignon because they drank Dom and he goes oh for me and he goes no for me you know I mean the kid thought it was they were they were giving him champagne the kids you know he would run cars for him he would change titles and things like that but yeah that broke my heart what what is it that broke your heart about I mean like I'm the hearing 20, it going twenty years twenty years he sounds like he was committing a lot of crimes he was seventeen and he had no place to live. He didn't have clothes. He was raised. He wasn't raised. What's the punishment for something like that? Right. And what I mean. What would you punish him to? I don't. I don't think seventeen. I think that's twenty. He did twenty. He served eighteen and a half. Have you talked to him since he got out? Yeah. Is he a friend of yours? Well, he's a client. Yeah. People come back. People come back twenty years later. He's still having issues with the law. Um. Um, I can't okay. talk about that. Would it be fair to say that sometimes uh, people go in as very, at the most, sometimes not real criminals in your estimation, but they come out hardened criminals? So the, the system itself makes them into criminals? I would say, I would say this. I would say you know, 20 years in jail is helping no one for nothing. Did you knew him when he went no, in? Well, yeah, I represented him. 17 some years ago. Or whatever. Did you visit him ever during that period? No, I know. I didn't. Well, I, I do an appeal and I'm done and my my appointment's over. It's uh is it hard to stay uh, emotionally separate from because it, it can be really I see you're, you're, you're no, moved I'm, here right now. It's um it's uh it's it's part of work. I just separate yourself from it. You know, it's like a doctor. You go when you're operating, you do the best you can and some people don't live you know they don't make it so well it's it's hard it's hard it's hard because you're playing poker with people's lives you're playing what poker with people's lives you know well give me i'll give you this to give me that you know what i'm hearing is uh and seeing and 
you know, the cameras, I don't know how much they can pick up, but you're, you seem really full of emotion around this. And I get it because, see, you actually know these people. Like, you have to sit and talk to his mother or the aunt or the grandmother, whoever is in that family. I meet them in a professional, you know, perspective, and I deal with them on a, on a you know, with a level of, I try to do my best, and I try to, you know, remain in, uh, separated from them. Do you I don't want to become involved in their lives, even though, you know, I have different families I become involved in life. Do you think that the laws were meant to be racist or to single out uh, African American males? Do you think, or do you think? No. What do you think? I don't think. I don't think okay. that at all. I don't think. I mean, no. Because no. it kind of seems that way. Well, the effect of it is, and once the, uh, you know, once once you see a general effect of what's happening specifically. And you accept it. I mean, you're saying, well, we're prosecuting much more African-Americans. We're giving them much more time. And we're giving them higher sentences because of the uh, uh, correct, you know, ratios that they had. Um, and they'll say, well, yeah, we're not going to do anything about that. We can't do anything about it. Now, you, when you start getting to the point of prisons are costing a lot of money, well, this is a big issue now. But the fact that we're prosecuting, even in Chicago, we're prosecuting uh, marijuana cases. Uh, we arrest, we we, we uh, charge, we, we convict, and we incarcerate more African Americans per rata than anyone else in the city. Those are the guys that the cops are chasing down, searching. Those are the guys that end up with felony convictions, separated from their families, lose their jobs. When you say chasing down, are you saying that because... No, literally chasing down in cars. They chase them down. They do a U-turn. They chase them down. They pull them over, pat them over. They sometimes, you know, the kids... For doing run. nothing? Well, like walking down the street? They always have a basis for the, you know... No I mean, Is that a wink-wink basis? That's how they do it. So are you suggesting... That's just how they do it. I mean, I, so I'm not crooked. suggesting. I'm just... No, it's not... That's their... To them, that's, that's how they operate. That's their job. Their job is to get to, to stop bad guys, get convictions, take guns off the street. They, they, they see it very black and white. Those guys had guns. Those guys had drugs. I have to go get them. Do you remember Mayor Byrne? Yes. Jane Byrne? Yes. I don't think I was in town for her, but yes. She moved into Gabrini Green. Yes. And Fabulous publicity. Stuff, yes. Uh, I was very impressed. And she stayed there a little over 20 days. And mm -hmm. Cabrini Green, for those of you who don't know, is a was they've kind of turned into a very hippie area now, but it was a very dangerous part of town with public housing. There and, were a bunch of uh, communists mm -hmm. living there too. Communists? Yeah, like seven or eight communists, yeah. White Where, guys. in Cabrini Green yeah, back yeah, then, you're saying? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, no one could believe it. Well, what I'm wondering is, what about uh, Rahm Emanuel and his family moving into some of these neighborhoods with the high crime rate? I don't know, Vic, do you think that's going to happen? What do you, but wouldn't it be an interesting, no, uh, that never no, no, but it would that, be interesting, it, you know, talking about your idea of the patrolling the streets and in these neighborhoods, I think what would be a great idea is for so the city to buy a home on each one of these blocks and have a police officer living there. You don't want, I mean, uh, that there's a lot of problems with that, but that, that, you know, the idea of being out in force and being available to the community, I think is the first one of the first bases you can get. Well, uh, uh, you know. 
Well, I want to, you know, you kind of, in my mind, intimated that the police are doing what they need to do to, it's kind of like a sales job. You got to make, a, you know, like as far as their quotas and you didn't well, use the word uh, quota. But no, they, no, I didn't use the word quota, but I mean, the police are paid to, um, as Mayor Daly say, preserve disorder. They're, they're out there chasing bad guys, you know, or killing them. Well, I want to that, talk. That, that's the, I mean, that's what they do. They 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 go after people who are who are uh, thanks. They perceive as criminals. They go after them, and 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 if they if they try to run or try to injure an officer, they sh they kill them. Let's talk about one of the most high profile cases of the year. Two thousand fifteen. Got seventeen year old Laquan McDonald. He was, it, we have seen in videotape. Was this the kid with the knife who the yes, cop came up? exactly. Uh, yeah. So for over a year, the city of Chicago tried to suppress footage. Well, you don't know that. that. Came from, well, that's. I know. It's what it seems like to you, but you don't know that. I mean, you don't know what was going on. They could have they, they could have planned to release it a couple days before Thanksgiving on a Wednesday when it was cold. I mean, you don't know if they tried to suppress it. It's something that would eventually come out. Um, well, why is it that that. Why didn't it come out on the same day as the uh, the, the state's attorney indicted the guy on a Wednesday before a Wednesday evening before a holiday in December, you know, in November when it's cold? Well, the, I don't know. <laughs> it might be a coincidence. Well, what about? So I'm really interested. This surprises me that um, you don't you don't think that it's odd that it took a Freedom of Information request in four, uh, over a year. I think it was 13 or 14 months to get this footage out. You know, uh, it's not something they're going to... Uh, first of all, it's a crime scene. Second of all, uh, the, the state's attorney has it to... The state's attorney's hesitant to, to release information that's involved in an investigation. You can't get information from an investigation. So as long as they say it's an ongoing investigation... I mean, it's an ongoing investigation. The guy was shot, he's dead. But don't you think that's a long time to be holding on to that video? And for the, don't you think that the... No time... No time's too short, no time's too long. It's, it's, it's never a good time to release something like that. Well, in this case, uh, you had the mayor running for election. Uh, I think it was two or three months. Uh, There's people after that say, well, look at the coincidences. It had to be a conspiracy. But I mean, you know. Well, let me, let me just. I, I agree with you that if that actually happened, you know, he's doing a good job of keeping himself elected. But I mean, we haven't seen that. Would you be surprised? Yeah, again, he's very good. He's a very good politician. Do you think he's an honest guy? Um, honest is a difficult term. I mean, do you think... Are you a politician? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, but I mean, what's honest? You know, what, what, are you being honest with me? I'm trying to be. Are you, are we doing, I mean, you know, I mean... I, I believe I'm being honest. I'm trying to get answers to things that no, I'm No, I know, but honest about. is, uh, was he being honest? Well, I mean... Uh, yeah, the politician can only be so honest. He's not. He's gonna, your mayor. Do you? He's not going to say. He's not going to talk about his bathroom etiquette. He's not going to talk about his, you know, things with his wife. Uh, there's honesty, and there's you, you got to run a city. You got you, you have a lot of responsibility. It's easy to criticize people who have a lot of responsibility because they fuck up all the time, you know. But I mean, it's going to fuck up if they're there or not. So I don't know if he, I, 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 Vic. I don't know if, if if he released it in that time. It's a possibility, but I mean, that's other people would say that's a good way to handle the, the the release in the media and stop riots from happening in the city. You've seen the 
Because uh, oh, if it never got out, there wouldn't be riots. No, but I mean to release it. Or, uh, they don't know. They were afraid that riots were going to happen on this one. You know, they were afraid when the last. When they're afraid of riots. They're afraid of people getting up in arms because they're, they're people aren't happy about that. It just seems that Chicago is so corrupt in so many ways. Like this family got five million dollars. That's what, a settlement that they got from the city of Chicago for this. 17-year-old's murder or death. And if he was run over by a streetcar, they'd give, you know, there'd be a suit and everything. Well, but, but there's the a corruption. What, what you're asserting is corruption is it's a, you know, you have a lot of people from a lot of parts of the world and it's a big, messy city. And there's a lot of garbage and there's a lot of... Uh, what do you mean by corruption? Garbage? Well, here, when you have a, administrate, uh, a, a bureaucracy and you have a huge bureaucracy with the Chicago Public Schools, with the police department, with everything, these bureaucracies are, are not going to be run as without people trying to grab. It's a city, it's, it's a, it, people grab in America, they're grabbers. Well, my, my point about the $5 million, I have no issue with however much money they want to give the family. What I, th what I was shocked is about was I, I read that the attorneys got 40%, which I hear is usually you get 33 and a third, and it just feels like if that's not a, I've never heard forty percent for uh, this kind of case. And people for different things, they're different amounts. If you have a different contract and they and the, uh, it just seems like they took advantage says, of the family. Well, then the, then you're going to say the same thing about the tax people who take their half. Are they taking advantage of the family by taking half in taxes? No, because yeah, everyone are. pays the same. In well, they you know. I, they worked for free until they got the money, too. So if they got nothing, these attorneys would have gotten nothing. So they obviously you, went to the right people. Do you agree that 40% is, is not standard? In, no, uh, I don't agree. In some circumstances... No, that's how it's being reported. Well, here's what you have. You have different agreements. You, and I don't know what the attorney's talking about. You know, you're telling me this. I know in some cases it's 33 and a third, and then if you go to trial, it pumps up to 40. Sometimes it's 25% and a 10% over every million or things like that. Okay. But there's different agreements. And so maybe they're being hard, piling on to the... No, what I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is uh, anything that they took as fees, the family agreed upon, and the state sanctioned it. It was fully sanctioned by the right. state. They're not going to take money that isn't sanctioned by the state. Have you seen the video of Laquan getting yeah. shot? I have. And what were your thoughts when you saw it? They killed the fucking guy. Can That's, I say that? Yeah, well, you just did. They killed him. Yeah. I mean, but you can look on YouTube and find all kinds of instances of them killing people. That, of who killing people? The police. There's well, one in, there's, I'll give you an example. There's a, there's a, uh, they, uh, they found a bunch of car stereo guys robbing a car, uh, thieves robbing a car stereo shop late at night. And they surrounded the building, said, come out here with your hands up. And the thieves got back and these guys were all on probation. They're on, you know, out on bond for, for stuff. They got back in the van. They drove through the uh, the garage door to try to get away. And they almost hit, as they were coming out, they almost hit one of the cops. Well, what did the cops do? They didn't say stop. <laughs> You're under arrest. They shot into the van until everyone's dead, reloading and shooting more. And they killed them. So that's another video. The police are killing people in Chicago a lot, all the time. It's become, you know, the nobody, uh, they, they don't, tolerate running a lot of places shoot 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 people after car chases their adrenaline gets up we're using a different class of of uh, officers now um i think there's less training less education i don't know so a lot of them are military so those are good those guys are but what did but, you think when you saw the guy getting shot 16 times do you didn't think that was excessive um i i thought 
he didn't need to shoot him is what I thought. But when you sh when when police are trained to shoot someone, they don't shoot them once. They shoot them until they're done, until the person stopped moving. That's protocol with shooting people. You don't shoot people to wound them or knock a gun out of his hand like Mannix. Right. Once you once you engage deadly um, force, you you unleash deadly force. Well, you're trained to, you're trained to, to to shoot repeatedly in the chest until the person stops. I mean, that's just yeah. It was it was it's a horrible thing to see. But I'll tell you, Vic. If you watch an execution, if this country watched executions on TV, that's a horrible thing to see too. And there'd be no executions because it's obscene. You've attended some? No, I've not attended it. But I mean, they don't show executions <laughs> in this country. When the history of executions used to be, you know, public spectacle. Come public and see. Square. Yeah, come and see what the, this guy did. So, you know, you all know not to do it, horse thief, you know. Yeah, that was the, the basis of, of, you know, now people say they're in favor of it, but they've never seen it. Right. Well, let, regard, getting back sorry, to... Sorry to get you no, off No, no, no. Okay. Getting off to this Laquan, uh, you know, the police chief was fired. Uh, you got to fire someone at that point. Off you know? the, the officer, this guy, uh, Officer Jason, Van, uh, this Van Dyke charged with first-degree murder. Does that surprise you? Well, they all had to do something, didn't they? <laughs> they had to do something with that video. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of cops are charged with things um, criminally and end up going to trial and there is mistrials or there are acquittals in front of, in bench trials. That's kind of the way it works. Well, would you be surprised if he were to get off? No. I mean, they, they, we just had a couple officers get off recently, not get off. They, they were found either not guilty by the judge right. or, you know, for different things, not murder or anything. But different uh, charges, criminal charges. Have you defended? You don't defend uh, officers, correct? I've defended officers in federal. You have? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So you really can work both sides, uh, depending on who your client is. You're either defending the law enforcement or you're defending someone who... Well, no, I'm, I'm defending the person charged with the crime. So that's the same side. That's the defendant. Right, but you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, it's do you have an allegiance? So you have to be, don't you kind of have to be careful with your answers here because no, well, no. I mean, your office, if a surgeon, if a surgeon comes in and somebody is shot, you know, um, uh, you're going to fix him whether he's an upstanding citizen or a bad guy. That's you're just going to do your job for him, and that's you know. I mean, have uh, you seen? Have you ever represented anyone who had planted evidence or uh, was? Where you believed and it was found. You mean where the, the other side, where the other side has has dummied up evidence and yeah, like police misconduct. Like perjury, like that, where they will testify falsely. Have you had that? Sure. And uh, sure, material three material false statements on the record in front of a judge. And you know they perjured themselves. Sure, they testified both ways. They testified one way and then they testified the other way. So one of the ways was perjury. And did they end up seeing any time for that? No, they were congratulated for their... The judge said that their, uh, their testimony was very credible. And my client ended up taking a plea and going to jail for 10 years. 10 years. And... Oh, federal court, by the way. Federal court? That was in federal court. So when you say we're putting in federal oversight in the state in Chicago, that's going to be a big thing. But, you know, if 
federal. Right. The U.S. Chicago officers, Chicago police officers are, are sometimes work as uh, contract agents. Meaning they're. For the DEA. Yeah, they, 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 they're testifying. They're automatically we're making you an agent for the DEA to go do stuff. But there's a very, there's a very active prosecution in, in the Midwest for drugs. Well, you kind of referred to it. I hadn't really mentioned it yet about the U.S. Justice Department announcing a civil rights investigation. In? Chicago. Right, but it's the Justice Department. I mean, the Justice Department are... They're kind of investigating themselves. No, they're investigating in Chicago. Their Justice Department is... A, they're cops, too. <laughs> they're prosecutors and they're cops. I mean, that's what they do. They work with, with, the, with the Chicago police. Should Rahm Emanuel resign? Because that's becoming no, a little he'll bit... he'll never resign. No, that's well, wh whether he will or not is really not the question as far as... Do you think he should? What no, do you think? No, he'll serve out his term. And if the Why people aren't unhappy... Because things aren't going bad at work, you quit... You want to get in there? Don't you think it's a little worse than just things not going well at work? I mean, oh, this guy really, Laquan had sixteen bullets pumped into him, and it doesn't look like the mayor. The mayor's obviously he's fired someone. A guy's being charged with people first get degree. Killed for lots of reasons every day in Chicago and all over the world. I mean, all over the country for sure. People, there's L.A. People get killed today in horrible car accidents from from uh, industrial. Um, misfeasance for cars that are so you unsafely you're, you're made. You're presenting it almost like it's business as usual. No, it's statistics. I mean, yeah, there's, there, there, there were 16 shots and they killed this kid, but a lot of kids get killed by the police and there's really no I don't know, consequences. They don't prosecute them. They don't have, you don't have a, a claim for civil rights. They, they haven't really uh, um, allowed civil rights to go forward civil rights cases, so consequently, lawyers won't take them. So you, when you say civil rights cases, you mean where uh, someone is going to claim that their civil rights were violated by the police? Yeah, they're suing them for shooting them 16 times, you know, those kind of cases. I mean, this is a case where they, you know, you say, oh, they took 40% of their money. A lot of people don't get any money. They don't get any cases, you know, when they dummied up evidence against them. Uh, it comes down, they say, yeah, we're sorry, there's no money to, you know, the judges... We can't touch the judges because the judges. Tell me what's wrong with my thinking. Okay, now, I live in Los Angeles. I come to Chicago to visit. I really like the deep dish pizza. I might go to... No, no you don't. I really do. <laughs> yeah, and I like visiting you. I've done that, you and Connie. You're lovely. It's always, it's always good to see you. Yeah, and I have a great time, and I see my family, and it's just really fun, but... Are you nervous about being there, about being shot? Um, in your neighborhood, I didn't feel that safe, but not really. No, actually, it was pretty nice. Wicker Park was nice, yeah. But but my point is, it's like infuriating to me when I just it's all peaceful everywhere you go. You never hear shots. You never hear anything. Right, but isn't there, really... isn't there there's no sense of guilt about that that you live within miles of of this? I mean, do you feel guilt that um, the United States drones are dropping bombs on people all over? the Far East and the Middle East? I mean, do you feel guilt about that every day? Do you feel guilt about that your, um, you know, your, 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 your Prius is polluting and, and, and your iPhone is using electricity and you're using water? And Are they really the same? No, but I mean, you know, it's, it's I mean, am I going to feel, am I, why am I going to feel guilt for a problem that's that's really all over in cities and I really... There's nothing I could do because I've tried. <laughs> you have I've tried. argued. Oh, I mean, I make arguments. I say, well, this is crazy. You know, we've been doing this 
drug thing for 25 years. Nothing's happened. Have you done anything outside of representing people who are charged? I'm pretty busy. <laughs> well, I'm just you saying. You mean, am I, am I, you know, going on radio shows I don't know and if you're telling people what happens? Are you a social activist? No, I'm, Why I'm not? tired. <laughs> I'm tired at the end of the day. But when that I got to represent people But doesn't time. someone need to step up in, in that way? That's why we're electing you to do that. That's well, why we're thinking this is the guy to do it who's got time I on his hands. Right. He's got a show. <laughs> well, and he's I, got a forum for it so he can go out and Well, if you I You can you can, you know, crusade for you can start and, you know, you could clean up the dog shit in LA. You could start with that. I just I think if this started I just think like I said if this were stuff were happening in the nicer parts of Chicago, there'd be a quicker response. There'd be a there'd be a lot more people working on solutions because, you know, once voters, those nice, you mean where the voters yeah, I yeah. agree with you, and and, and 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 because there's value to the property there, you know, you, you a shooting would devalue property, right? On, and they certain would find areas. certain and they and they come in, yeah. And when they have wilding things on Michigan Avenue, when the tourists are there, they just go nuts. But right. I mean, there's really not the impetus. I mean, you know, it's it's. They, they, I just don't like. It's just upsetting. They have a lot of new. They spend a lot of money on new trucks, so all the vehicles are pretty new. So you, they're starting. Right. Well. I think I that agree. I agree. It's a it's a real problem, and and I, I wish I had time to. If I knew what to do, I've been sitting in these meetings where people talk about why they're shooting each other. And I just assume it was drug territory, but it's not, you know. And now I don't know what what the fuck to think. I I don't know why are you shooting each other then. It just doesn't make sense to me. And you're and, saying and hitting innocent people. I mean, these people who are shooting each other for fun, get them on the third try. But the first two, they kill innocent people. You know, people. Not, it's 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 exasperating. Well, what, do you, 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 what do you do? You told me that the reason they do it sometimes is just for fun, and the other times it's just they don't like the person. That's what they've explained it to me, and I I can't see any other reason. You've I, had a guy murder someone, and and you'll say what happened, or did you do it? And he'll say I did it. No, and no, I did no. It I don't, I didn't do, like I don't it. do it. No, but I've I've been in interviews where people discuss. Um, what do you mean by interviews? I have witnesses. You know, um, different. I'm involved in the area of crime. So I'm around it a lot. So I hear people being debriefed, um, with recordings, like in the, in the, in when they're being interrogated. Before before someone testifies, they want to know, you know, what they're saying is correct. They have a obligation to do that. So they, 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 they they go through the testimony. See, I would think that Rahm Emanuel should quit. Because under his watch... Who's they going to get? And who, who's going to go in to take his place, number one? What difference would it make if he doesn't serve out his term? I don't you And then who's going to who, who's gonna put in a different... We've had police... That's why we have blue lights in Chicago. We've had police, police scandals for years and years and years. What do you years. mean that's why you've had blue lights? They brought in some guy, a specialist, and he said, we need blue lights in the cop cars. So they said, okay, we'll put blue lights in. So we're the only place in the country, I think, that has blue lights because, they, because of a police scandal. But, Is the city just naturally corrupt? More so than other places? Is that is no, it just in the a lot of, of there's the a lot of corruption all over in different levels. I mean, the outlying areas have a, quite a bit of corruption. And um, uh, rural places, the corruption's not there because the money's not there. I mean, if you're going downstate Illinois, you said look for corruption, you know. Uh, there's just not the kind of money that's involved. We got federal money coming here. We got state money. We have, there's just money for you know, very big bureaucracies, school board, police department. Is the uh, the most unfair sentence that you've seen was that uh, 17? Oh. What's the most unfair sentence you've experienced? There was a judge in Chicago who, um, I think it was, uh, um, he, 
Republican-appointed judge who gives out 100, 120-year sentences recently. For what? Drug cases. Minor? No, they're big drug cases, but, you know, 120 years, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of crazy. This guy, this, um, uh, this guy who was a 17 or 18-year-old, the one who went away for uh, almost 20 years, 18-some years, for being a runner, the Don Perion guy? Yeah. You felt that that was uh, an excessive sentence for his minor uh, no, involvement, I, 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 and I'm just curious. For what his we, major involvement, I think it was a ridiculous sentence for a kid. Because he was 17. He was 17, right? If you take all the kids who yeah. do this kind of shit because they have no supervision, you might as well just, just lock up the city. I mean, there's... there's the, uh, the what, So you wouldn't sentence him to anything? No, it's not that. I mean, I'm just curious. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I think... I, I, think I, I don't sentence people, and I, find, I would find it very hard to find out what a fair sentence would be for anyone. Should you very think difficult. he should have been put in jail at all? Well, or prison. my point. Let me let's look, yeah. let's look at this. Look at it from from this point of view. Um, as a result of him going to prison, did it stop drugs from being sold in his area? One, did it stop any drugs from being sold? Two, did it help him at all with his future? Three, did it help everyone around him with their future? And number five, what did it cost? So you're paying a lot of money for something that doesn't do anything at all and fucks up the kid and his family. I, I, haven't, seen a, I haven't seen a solution to the devastating poverty. And like Switzerland, all the, everyone has an automatic weapon there. There's no shootings like this because everyone's rich. Upper middle class is what we should call it. Here, uh, same situation. If we make everyone rich or upper middle class... I mean, it'll be like Kenilworth. It'll just Kenilworth be is a and, nice, very fancy neighborhood on Lake Michigan. If you have never been there, but but I mean, I mean, West we, Garfield Park is closer in the Kenilworth, so it'd be a better property. So if we plow it under and start again, sell it as condos. But yeah, I mean, you have. I'm not really making an argument. I haven't at all even made an argument about guns being an issue, and that's a whole. To me, that's a very big discussion that would be almost you know it'd be too big for this hour, but. Um, you know, I, and I don't, I don't think that's really the issue. You know, I think it's about the things that you were talking about, the social issues. So we've, you're listening there, wherever you're listening, and um, you're thinking maybe of coming to Chicago if you have never been to Chicago. Maybe you've read the headlines, and they are pretty scary. The, uh, the media loves to jump on a big story. I mean, obviously they do because they want to get ratings and it's, it's, you know, th there's a legitimacy to the story too. I mean, violent crime where people feel unsafe is worth hearing about. Uh, a lot of people aren't going to the scenic sites of like, you know, um, I don't know, bad neighborhoods in New York. I, I mean, went, people go right, to New York, but there's, there's surrounding areas which are very, you know, Compton isn't, I mean, there's, there's areas around LA that are Bad neighborhoods, but tourists don't go there. Tell the people, tell tell you guys, you guys listening who might be coming to Chicago, I mean, who might even feel afraid. You're saying to them, Jeff, that um, watch where you go, know where you're going, and you're fine. I mean, it's a lovely, safe, beautiful city with a lot of friendly people. 
and you have no embarrassment about the the high uh, the murder rate among uh, in that part of the I'm embarrassed city. about my city for a lot of things. I mean, I I would if I. I mean, I think it's shameful. Well, and I think it's. I don't know what to do, Vic. I don't know what to do to stop it. I don't know what I can do, and obviously the mayor and the president don't know what they can do because they have a lot of ability and a lot of money behind trying to do it. Well, I and think they haven't seen. I mean, it, it would be. You understand that how much money they're losing in, in tourism. Well, billions I, of dollars in tax money. That could, I'm that more could concerned about the, the lives, but I get what you're saying. And I'm not saying you're less concerned about the lives. Well, I get what stop, you're saying. That would stop. I mean, you, you do both things. I'm not saying you stop killing people because, but people have been killing people in Chicago for. But, you know, you, you by profession are in the trenches and you're doing something about it because you're trying to help these people. I'm arguing in the face of a hurricane. I argue that these are these laws are crazy that we're not going anywhere. I argue that that um, the government shouldn't set up people like these um, stash house cases. You know, they should dash house. What stash house cases oh. where they where they go find crime and and and, and charge it. You mean they create a yeah, crime? Yeah, they're creating crimes. Yeah, yeah. The they're police doing it. create a fake the, crime. The almost. DA are doing it with narco-terrorism in Africa now, I believe. I mean, it's... it's. So they create, uh, they have people pretending to be bad guys who are really cops, and then they try and get people in the neighborhood involved, and then they bust the people in the neighborhood? A lot of the crime that I defend in federal court is created crime where they have a, um, a, a cooperating informant who's a bad criminal go out and try to find people to commit more crime so they can put it on their books as... We're solving stuff. We keep the bureaucracy going. Is that you feel that's entrapment? Well, it doesn't matter how I feel. Crime. <laughs> the courts certainly don't feel, nor do the, does the government. Everyone's fine with it. You know, I mean, you go entrapment is a defense you have to take to a jury saying, "Yes, we did everything," but so it's a it's a it's a bad way to start a defense. But so, what do you think uh, the future is going to hold? More of the same, because. Uh, Bottom line, if you're a politician who's not tough on crime, if you're soft on crime, you'll, you won't be elected. So what we're doing as a populace, we're feeding this by keeping the tough on crime kids in and not really objectively looking at what's going on. And what's really frustrating like is... Like sports. Do you follow sports? Yeah. Okay. Sports isn't really news. Don't you feel guilty not really following actual news? I follow news hard, Court. Okay. So I don't. Okay, but sports, I mean, the time you spend following sports, you could solve some yeah. of these issues, you know. Well, I, I think... I don't want to, I'm not beating you up for following sports. I'm just saying it's not I'm not news. a big sports nut, so too, okay. I don't feel beaten up. All right. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. I, I know, I, know, I, know I understand. It's brutal over there yeah, for sports. So, <laughs> exactly. Well, we're, we're almost out of time here, and uh, it's been amazingly interesting. I mean, I really, no one has a perspective of what's going on like you do. Well... You know, I appreciate it's you saying truth. that. Well, it's truth. We read stuff. Reading is different. You're in it. What I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that perhaps people in Chicago are in a fishbowl. And when you're in a fishbowl, you get complacent a little bit to that little world of yours. And I have the benefit of living outside that fishbowl in Los Angeles. And from Los Angeles, it looks like it's insanity over there. But you being in the fishbowl, while you know it's insane, you're kind of getting, and I'm not putting you down for this, I think it's natural, we get used to the water. Well, that's how it is. I mean, that's when you, when you're, they're shooting, yeah, they shoot people. I mean, it's, it's, you get used, I mean, 
it's you're about to get used it's, to it. It's, it's stress, but you it's do. It's frustrating for me. I suppose. Because my, my side of it would be defending people who are charged against, you know, use, you have these people with witnesses and then going to go forward doing a civil rights case trying to find, we had a false uh, imprisonment case where we tried to go forward to help this guy, you know, who was imprisoned by these cops. And uh, it, it's like beating your head against the wall. You do everything you can, you know, uh, um, you do everything you can and it doesn't seem to make a difference, Vic. It really doesn't. And to watch the policy well, I think going you are forward. helping some people. I don't think I think you're being forward. a little bit over the top for saying it doesn't make any difference. I am I I think that's inaccurate because I am certain that you have helped some people get out of jail or not go to jail. People who are innocent or being mistreated, isn't that the truth? I do the best I can for my clients. I try to I try to sleep at night. I I I'd really try to do the best I can for yeah, my yeah. clients. Yeah, and I gotta say you are a great guy. I mean, thank you, Victor. Yeah, you're a pretty mean, good guy yourself. No, it's really true. I mean, you have uh, such a heart, and you know there are so many types of law that one can practice. And being a, a, de, a defense attorney, you do a lot of uh, court assigned work, don't you? Yeah, I'm a panel attorney for the federal defender. I'm a private attorney, but uh, I get assignments. I get appointed in uh, federal criminal cases. So you know you're working at a, an hourly rate that is nowhere near uh, your top value. I mean, that would be true. Yeah. And, you know, that's an incredible I get, service. I get a lot of experience. I have, a, I enjoy the work. Yeah, but you're not 25 and you're doing it just for experience. You're a guy who obviously has a passion for this and there's something deeper. It's not about just the experience. I do enjoy the work. I do enjoy going up against them. Yeah. And, you know, it does, I think that part of the solution is to have more people like yourself who are actually doing the work. And so when you say that, you know, you're, you know, and I was saying once you get more publicly involved as far as, uh, you know, in some kind of um, activism, you know, you spend all day, you know, in a sense, it, it, this is a form of activism, actually. Well, well, thank you. That's very right. kind, kind it's of you true. to say. Yeah. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I'm so grateful that uh, that you, you know, you came here and, and had a chance to visit with me while you're in Chicago, in Los Angeles. You have a lot of things you could be doing here. And well, I really appreciate the time. I really enjoyed talking with yeah. you. And um, the swag is over in the other room, right? <laughs> I think you're fine. That's right. It's going to get right, crazy perfect. here in a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff, do you, do you uh, are you a social guy? Like, if people wanted to just contact you, they really were maybe moved by you. They wanted to, maybe they actually needed some uh, help with something. Is there a way to contact you? Do you have an email address or um, are you I on do. Facebook? Or I, is not, that a comfortable thing I'm for not, you? No, I, I So I, we'll I, just leave it at this? Yeah, I just, I just, do okay, my well, you, through that. you can always contact me. Uh, Oh, you know what? I don't even know if they're allowed to advertise. <laughs> it sounds like I've suddenly turned this into an ad. But anyways, uh, I always have an ability to get a hold of Jeff if you have a question you'd like me to forward to him. And, uh, or you're looking for an attorney. Or if you're looking for an attorney, yeah. You can see the guy's got a great heart and he's got years of experience. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Thanks, Vic. Yeah, you need a good guy in your corner. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for listening and watching if you're watching uh, on our video feed. And uh, it's just so great to have you. And I hope to see you again very soon. And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to Vic Cohen's It's a Fair Question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair question. It's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I'm Vic Cohen, and it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair question.